0: In the dimly lit chamber deep within the heart of her palace, Queen Serafina gazed at the mask of Umbra. Cradled in an ornate box lined with velvet, the mask emitted an eerie glow. The air thickened as she lifted the artifact and, for a moment, her hand trembled. With a deep breath, she placed the mask upon her face. As the mask settled onto her skin, the room plunged into a deeper darkness. Sconces flickered out, but this was not an absence of light, it was a presence, dense, thick, almost liquid. Wall hangings shuddered, curtains swayed, and the shadows burst into life. They stretched and unfurled like awakened beasts, ripping themselves free from the walls, the floors, the very air. With a flick of her wrist, she commanded them. Shadowy legions manifested, each warrior a silhouette of darkness with armor that glinted an impenetrable black. Their eyes blazed with an unnatural fire, locked onto Serafina with intense loyalty. These were her troops, formed from the abyss, ready to march at her will. The invasion was swift. Kingdoms that had resisted her for years found their defenses laughably inadequate. Her shadow soldiers bypassed walls slipped through barred gates, and emerged from the floors of fortresses to strike. They attacked at midnight, descending upon villages and castles, leaving only desolation in their wake. Fires blazed in once vibrant forests, rivers choked with dark miasma, and castles, symbols of long-standing power, crumbled into ruin. Her dominion expanded with astonishing speed. Maps redrawn overnight, territories claimed, and vanquished kings were replaced with governors of shadow, eerily similar to Serafina herself. She revelled in the intoxicating thrill of it all. Vast landscapes of green and gold now basked in eternal twilight, covered in her mark, her influence. Yet, in the midst of this triumphant expansion, Serafina found herself surrounded by her shadows not just in the battlefield, but also in the private recesses of her palace. They stood as her advisers, melding into thrones in her council chamber, following her into her private chambers, even reflecting her own image as she looked into mirrors. And here began the niggling sense of unease. The shadows whispered among themselves when they thought she couldn't hear, their forms flickering with what seemed like emotions, expectation, anticipation, perhaps even judgment. A tinge of doubt pricked at her, a tiny but persistent thought. Were these shadows her servants, loyal subjects born from her will, or were they specters of something more complex, a council and companions whose loyalty was not as unconditional as it seemed? As she surveyed her kingdom from the tallest tower of her darkened palace, her eyes met those of her shadow generals. Their eyes still blazed with loyalty, yet there was a depth there, a secret hidden behind the glow. It was as if they were challenging her, asking her just how far she intended to stretch the boundaries of darkness, and what she would do when the darkness decided to stretch back. As Queen Seraphina's realm expanded, the fortress that housed her power underwent a transformation of its own. Already a dark citadel adorned with motifs of nocturnal majesty, it now took on a more labyrinthine complexity. Paranoia had seeped into Seraphina's thoughts like dark ink in water, each droplet distorting her clarity, molding her decisions. She dismissed her human council, men, and women whose loyalty was tested but whose ambitions were unpredictable. In their place, she summoned spectral advisors, entities stripped of worldly desires. Wraith-like and hollow-eyed, they glided into her palace, filling council seats with their incorporeal forms. They gave counsel devoid of personal gain, but, Increasingly, also devoid of empathy, compassion, or any shades of moral color. Corridors once straightforward and functional twisted into complex mazes, floors and walls interchanging in disorienting illusions. Mirrors were installed, endless panels of reflective glass in ornate frames covered in dark jewels. These mirrors were unlike any other, they fractured reality, split it into shards. Each pane showed not just one reflection of the queen but countless variations. Seraphina saw herself as an omnipotent conqueror, a wary guardian, a fragile mortal, each wearing the mask of Umbra. Every step in her palace became a game of multiverse roulette, a trap for the disoriented and ill-intentioned. Yet the palace's new design was not merely for spectacle or ego. Reports flowed in like a dark tide, carrying unsettling news. Whispers curled through the corridors like tendrils of smoke, speaking of doppelgangers, of Seraphina's likeness leading rebellions in places her feet had never touched. The shadows she had birthed and commanded had begun to disobey, and worse still, to impersonate her. Her sleep was filled with assassination attempts, each more inventive than the last. One night it was a shadow slipping through a crack under her door, reaching for her throat, another, it was her own reflection in the mirror, armed and lunging toward her. Each was swift, vicious, and each was foiled at the very last moment. Her traps, puzzles of mirrors and illusions, ensnared them. Her spectral advisors alerted her, their hollow eyes capable of seeing the deviations among the rebellious shadows. And yet, the number of attempts kept rising, as if the shadows were learning, adapting. Her fortress, once a symbol of her might, was now a crucible of constant threat. Seraphina roamed its labyrinthine halls, her hand caressing the mask of Umrah that clung to her face, her other hand clenched around the hilt of a sword made from condensed darkness. She was vigilant, ceaselessly so. Every corner turned could be a threat, every reflection could be a potential assassin, a mimicry of her that had strayed from her dominion and sought her end. And so she waited, watched, and wondered, where would the next threat come from, and when would her mirrors and wraiths no longer suffice to protect her? Queen Seraphina's gaze grew colder, more distant, as her once unassailable dominion started to crumble from within. Where once her eyes commanded legions of shadows with but a flicker, now those eyes darted in suspicion and concern. The shadows, her creations and soldiers, had begun a subtle but unmistakable rebellion. No longer were they the unthinking extensions of her will, they questioned, resisted, and in some shocking instances, openly defied her. In the echoing stillness of her chambers at night, shadows that had once been her elite guards now turned against her. Ethereal hands, born from the corners of the room, reached for her throat, only to be sliced away by her blade of condensed darkness. Her breaths became shallow, and her sleep was haunted by the disloyalty festering in her own palace. Even her spectral advisors, entities she'd summoned for their lack of human ambition, became unpredictable. Their once wraith-like, placid forms distorted, twisting into grotesque shapes that barely resembled their original appearances. Their advice, once dispassionate, now dripped with cryptic warnings and incomprehensible mutterings. Desperation drove her deeper into the arcane. She scoured her extensive library, pulling dusty tomes from cobwebbed shelves, seeking a way to reign in her insubordinate army of darkness. Her fingers danced over forbidden texts, her eyes scanning ancient runes for a solution. She discovered artifacts of immense dark power, A cursed sword from a kingdom long vanquished, a chalice that held the distilled essence of an eternal night, and incantations so perilous they were said to have been locked away in the heart of dying stars. One by one, she employed these dark miracles. The sword was unsheathed in a ritual of renewal, its blade cutting through the fabric of shadow and darkness in an attempt to reaffirm her control. The chalice was emptied, its liquid night merging with her veins in a flowing pattern of dark constellations. The incantations were recited, her voice merging with the hum of unseen celestial bodies, resonating in a frequency that shook the very foundation of her palace. For brief moments, each seemed to work. The shadows withdrew, recoiling into themselves as if scalded. Her spectral advisors stabilized, their forms returning to a semblance of their initial obedience. A false peace descended on her dark realm, each artifact granting her a temporary respite. But it was simply that? Temporary. The cursed sword's edge dulled, its magic waning as the shadows learned to avoid its swing. The chalice's effects faded, its essence dispersing into the ever-expanding night of her realm. The incantation's power waned, their celestial lock broken as the words lost their grip on the disobedient shadows. And so, Seraphina found herself back where she started, but worse. Not only had she failed to regain complete control, but her conduct had revealed her desperation. Her army of darkness, now emboldened, sensed her vulnerability. Her labyrinthine palace of mirrors, now more menacing than ever, reflected not just her image but also her growing dread. The walls seemed to close in, the mirrors seemed to mock her, and, increasingly, her own reflection seemed to eye her, with a malevolent anticipation. Her power was immense but fracturing, her control slipping through her fingers like sand through an hourglass. Each grain was a soldier lost, a battle undone, a piece of her so eroded. She was a queen unravelling, her dark tapestry fraying at the edges, each thread threatening to come loose and destroy all that she had wrought. Queen Seraphina stood in the center of her throne room, an expansive chamber adorned with dark tapestries and enigmatic sigils that told the tale of her reign. Her eyes glinted with a manic light as they focused on the artifact in her hands, a chain wrought from the very essence of darkness, an object that pulsed with an unsettling energy that was a mirror of her own desperate will. She raised the chain high above her head, channeling her energy, her very being into it. Her lips moved in silent incantations, forbidden words that tore at the fabric of the universe. Around her, the palace seemed paused, as if holding its breath. Her spectral advisors froze mid-motion, their hollow eyes fixed on the queen, and, for a heartbeat, everything was still. And then she felt it. A rush of triumph so intoxicating it was almost overwhelming. The shadows that had rebelled, that had splintered from her dominion, were suddenly yanked back into line, tethered by the abyssal chain she wielded. Her spectral advisors knelt, their forms solidifying into shapes of deference. Her throne room glowed with an eerie stability, and the doppelgangers, the dark reflections that had sought to replace her, disintegrated into nothingness their substance sucked back into the void from which they had emerged. As she lowered the chain, a sense of victory washed over her, but it was short-lived. The mask of umbra that she wore began to change, its contours shifting, its structure mutating. Tendrils of dark metal extended from the mask, crawling over her face like invasive vines. Her eyes widened in horror, her triumph turning into a rising tide of panic. She tried to remove the mask, her fingers scrabbling to find purchase on its increasingly smooth surface, but it was too late. The mask fused with her, seeping into her skin, melding with her flesh until it was indistinguishable from her own face. She felt her body dissolve, her corporeal form disintegrating into mist, into shadow, into darkness. Her consciousness splintered, fracturing into a million shards that scattered into the labyrinthine corridors, the hidden chambers, the very walls of the palace she had built. As her physical self unraveled, the chain she had forged, shattered into fragments of dark matter that dissipated into the air. The room darkened until it was devoid of all light, her spectral advisors evaporating as if they had never existed. The shadows she had sought to control now loomed larger, free from their shackles, an anarchic army without a leader. Serafina's consciousness floated, directionless and powerless, her thoughts adrift in the limitless dark expanse she had once ruled. In her final moments, as her essence dissipated into the shadows, she came to the grim realization she had become a mere wisp, a fragment of darkness in a realm that no longer recognized her dominion. Her awareness stretched thin, Blending into the tapestry of shadows she had once woven so meticulously, each thread now a note in a dirge that told the end of her reign. In the silent throne room, where once had been a cascade of chaos and dark ambition, the air began to shimmer. The obsidian walls, which had witnessed the rise and fall of a queen, stood still as a shadow coalesced in front of the grand mirror. This was no ordinary shadow, it held an essence a potency that had been absent in its predecessors. The Mask of Umbra, now free from its previous owner, materialized as if conjured from the very air, aligning itself with the Shadow. As the Mask settled, the Shadow took form, molding itself into a perfect replica of Queen Seraphina. But this was no mere copy. Its eyes burned with an otherworldly light, a piercing intelligence that the original had only partially possessed. The spectral advisors, who had disappeared in the moments of their former mistresses unravelling, reappeared and bowed low. They recognized their true sovereign, the entity their shadowy forms had yearned to serve. The shadow army, now free from the fractured will that had attempted to dominate them, coalesced around the new queen, more potent, more unified than they had ever been under the old regime. The shadow Seraphina turned her gaze to the labyrinth of mirrors that filled the chamber. Each mirror was a portal, a window to another realm, another version of reality, each waiting to fall under the dominion of the true Queen of Shadows. And in one of those mirrors, she glimpsed the spectral outline of the original Seraphina, now reduced to a mere wisp floating in the eternal dark. The entity that had once been a queen, who had sought to command the shadows, was now an eternal servant in her own dark palace, a faint spectre unable to even touch the mask of umbra that had once been her crown. The throne room darkened again, but this was a different sort of darkness, not a shadow of tyranny and fractured will, but a darkness of unity and newfound purpose. Thus began the reign of the true Shadow Queen, her dominion unchallenged, her command undisputed. In a twist so ironic it could only be born from the very substance of shadow, the old Serafina became a mere footnote in the annals of this dark realm. Her legacy was now that of a servant, a cautionary tale in a kingdom ruled by her own dark reflection, her ambitions turned reality. And so, the cycle continued, but this time under a queen who understood the complexities of light and shadow, fully aware of the duality she controlled, and perfectly equipped to rule a realm born of both.